All right, we're live. It's Friday morning, getting close to the weekend. Thank you guys for hanging out. Let's get in here. Let's make sure that we share this. Do me a favor and um, make sure that you're subscribed. Click that thumbs up button, all the things. Uh, Florida State. You know, I was thinking about this. Uh, if you want to get in here and you want to chat, more than happy to try and get people on here, try and get people to, to, to talk with us a little bit. But I do... Uh, I do like what Florida State's done the last couple of weeks. What I was thinking is now not not like how not like the impact of it, right? Not the oh this happened or that happened and was the greatest thing ever. But I think the run of good news that Florida State has gotten over the last several weeks it might be the best run of like two months that I can remember. Obviously, like you're gonna just say, like, oh, 2013. Okay, yeah, well, that was it. But just the, it feels like everything Mike Norvell has touched over the last, I don't know, month or so, two months, has just kind of turned to gold. Everybody they've gone after, the DB hire, the DB coaching hire, every portal target, feels like everything's been a hit. What do you guys want to talk about today? I want to talk a little bit about the, um, Bradford County. I saw Mike was at Bradford County. I had somebody reach out to me. Shout out my guy, Jeremy. Um, shout out my guy, uh, Jeremiah, who lives, Jer Jeremiah, Jermaine, who lives there, was, used to go to school there. Told me about that this morning. Mike Norvell pulling up and seeing an elite prospect uh, right in Billy Napier's backyard. So that's a fun one. Uh, Florida State's got junior day. We'll talk about that a little bit. Got a bunch of stuff going on. We'll recap everything, though. We can recap uh, the Daryl Jackson situation. We can recap uh, the Sertain situation. We can recap Gilbert Edmond, picking him up. Got some portal targets that we've been asked about. Are people going to um, be a fit for FSU? Or are we going to try and get some people in? All of those things and more. Let's get after it. Uh, yeah, so junior day tomorrow. This is a big one. A lot of stuff going on for Florida State. And here's the big here's the big thing that I'm thinking. You know, you've got Charles Lester coming in. Massive there. Five-star defensive back. I think he's going to be big. You've got other guys named. You can go to Knowles 247 and get the full list. Like, I'm not just going to read off, you know, that list. But there are some guys that have announced. There are some guys that have made it public that I think we could talk about a little bit and, and have them kind of in it. 26 miles north of Gainesville and Billy hasn't even offered yet. Well, you know, they don't have the same urgency, it seems like, in the portal. So um, I'll answer some of these questions here in the chat. Keep them coming through. And, of course, you can always utilize the Super Chat feature as well. Um, but, man, 24 recruiting. Already taken off. 23 is pretty much done. I don't know. Florida State looking at a North Texas linebacker. Got some different – oh, yeah, we'll talk Rashada too. Sorry about that. Um Got some stiff, different stuff going on, but 23 is pretty much wrapped. And this is the time for Mike Norvell. Like there's never been, there's never been more of a time than now to make your difference. Um, you've kind of gotten some passes. You've kind of, you know, you had the pandemic. There's been other stuff going on. We've given a pass. And He's been doing really well on a lot of things, but now it's time 
for that to translate to high school recruiting. I think Florida State needs to pull in a top 10 class this year. If not, better. I think that's what the expectations are at this point. you got to be top 10 or better. And I think he's going to do it. Uh, you can write it down now. You can, you can put me down for top 10 or better. I think that's where the class gets to. I think that's what happens. And I think we're going to be happy with that. I think you're going to see it take another step. If you go on a really elite run this year, like we all think we can, win the ACC, compete for a playoff spot, be both your rivals, I think you can get up in that five, six, seven range. I don't know that you're, I, you know, I don't know where you finish. I'm not going to predict a top three class at this point. But I think 24 is the year. And I think it's the year that he potentially puts FSU up over the top. The big problem, we talked about this before, and I talked about this on, on the radio this week when I went on Bill King. The big problem that we've talked about in the past and at times is that you just didn't have enough time after the 2023 season to make that big difference. You didn't have enough time to convert guys over and get guys to join your program. It just isn't really... Cake had been baked, right? The class was cooked in the summer when you didn't have those elite guys getting on campus. I think right now you're already seeing more talent that will be on Florida State's campus over the next few months into the summer than we saw last year. And it will leave you in those battles longer. And you'll have a chance to close on some of that elite stuff down the stretch. Florida State, there wasn't really like any four or five or huge blue chip guys that they were in the mix for the entire time. They went and stole Conrad Hussey. They did a really good job there. They went and got Edwin Joseph last minute. Really good stuff there. They need to be in those battles with the elites of college football. Not fighting against the Gators, not fighting against Penn State. They need to be in those battles with the elites. And this year should be the year to do that. We'll see kind of how it goes. We'll see what happens. A lot to be determined between now and there. But Mike's got more momentum right now than he's ever had as far as recruiting goes. And if he can't take advantage of it now, which I think he can. I don't mean that to come across negatively. If he can't take advantage of it now, then I just don't think our recruiting is ever going to be you know, what we want it to be. I think he does take advantage of it. I do think they close on a five-star or two. You know, they picked up one right now. This year in Hakeem Williams, but I think it gets better. I think Kromenhoek's going to be great. Um, I think that they've got a really good class shaping up, lining up, and we'll see what it looks like when it all kind of is said and done. Uh, the 24 junior day should be really, really good. They've got several blue chip guys from both the 24 and the 25 class on campus. Um, I think they'll have a really good weekend. You may even see, I don't know, Cloudy with a commit. Chance of commit is, is maybe the best way to say it. You may even see somebody pop. You may even see some things happen in that realm. Let's go through some questions. Let's get some folks uh, on here and let's talk about it. Bradford County. So, again, Jermaine sent me that. Shout out Jermaine. Jermaine, I don't know what that profile you got rocking there is, this, the smiley thing, but shout out to you. Jermaine... Um, Told me about that. Really good stuff there is Mike Norvell. I, Mike Norvell doesn't 
He hasn't struggled on the recruiting field just for, you know, lack of effort. Chileo Cummings, three-star junior um, in the 24 class, would expect him to rise. I think Florida State's getting in there really early. And I think, you know, two-sport athlete, I think that he's somebody that is going, um, I don't know. We drop in on somebody with a helicopter. It's always kind of special. So stay tuned to that, and we'll try and figure that one out. All right, let's go with some questions. Let's get some things answered. Let me tweet this real quick, and uh, we'll uh, we'll get rolling. How you guys feel? Hopefully you guys are, like, done for the week. Um, hopefully you guys are chilling. Is it the weekend yet for anybody? Anybody on a long weekend? Three-day weekend this weekend, right? Most people should have three-day weekend, I would hope. All right, we got this shared. Again, if you want to join the show, Harlan put this out as well, but if you want to get in and talk some smack, we'll talk about Rashada, we'll talk about everything going on, you certainly can. Just shoot me a DM or the show a DM and we'll get you on. All right, let's answer some questions. Um, always enjoy doing this. Make sure that you hit the share button. Uh, when will... Patrick Sertain come. So he's coming after the Dolphins season is over. I would anticipate the Dolphins lose to the Bills this weekend and you'll have something next week on Pat Sertain being official. If the Dolphins are able to upset the Bills, which I don't think they will, pretty much every quarterback on their roster is hurt right now. Uh, I, I think you, you'll you see him next week. When will Jackson, will we find out if Jackson's waiver is approved? Um, I, I don't know. The NCAA doesn't really give a timeline on that. I know that Florida State's going to be very aggressive there. I know that uh, maybe let's say other entities associated with but not directly related to Florida State will be very aggressive there in trying to work with the NCAA to get that approved. I'd assume you probably know sometime in the spring. And I think the waiver gets approved. I don't think that that's a – I don't think there's a ton of – concern around it not getting approved we'll see i know that it's still the ncaa and you're still never really certain certain on them but i do think that that's i do think it's getting approved um we'll talk rashada here in a few minutes let's do some fsu stuff first uh questions on getting singletary on campus i know that that's a huge target that fsu uh fans are wondering about talking about wanting Florida State to go after. I haven't seen anything that says that Florida State has made contact there. Um, haven't seen anything that says that he is going to be on or around. I don't know if that's being, you know, I've been a little busy this week. I don't know if that's been reported by anybody. Maybe you guys can help me out in the, uh, in the, uh, Comments, is anybody saying that? I think a kid from Jacksonville, I mean, I think that's one that, you know, I don't think they're any good, but I think that's that might be kind of a UF. I, I would not be shocked if he ended up in the state, but I don't know if that's something that Florida State has gone after or not. If you guys are seeing that reported somewhere, um, let me know and let's, let's talk about it. Um, NCAA changing the waiver rule affect Jackson since he transferred. So we talked about the waiver rule um, a little bit. I, I don't know that it's going to. I, I, you know, the NCAA, I think, mostly changed that rule so that they could have more, like, attorney's fees and stuff like that so that people would, like, challenge rules and stuff like that. I don't know if that really affects, the, affects it or not. 
I think that uh, Harlan, I just turned you down a little bit. I muted you because you were distracting me. But um, I don't know if the rule changes much. I think it's still kind of the same same idea around a lot of it. Three day weekends every week, very good. Awful whole week. Rain this morning, took the day off. What are odds on the Georgia DB? I know. I I mean, if if they offer him. I mean, you got like FSU's chances anytime, but I don't know that that's a target just yet. His girlfriend transferred to FAMU. I feel like that seems good. Um, linebacker, yeah, so somebody asked about this. I think linebacker is a position of need. I think you're really good at your top line linebacker right now. I don't really like, outside of that, you're really young. I think linebacker is something that Florida State absolutely needs to go and hit, hit hard. For depth, you know, I like Tatum. I love Kalen. I like what Lundy's brought. I like Gant. Um, I like the young guys. I like Ward. I like Blake. But you just don't have a lot of experience depth. And so if you could pull in a linebacker transfer, I think the Knowles would be thrilled with that. All right, let's talk Rashad a little bit. This is... Hey, don't worry about that, Vince. Um, the Rashada situation is one of the most interesting... I don't know that I've ever seen anything like this Rashada situation, just for what it's worth. I... I don't know. I just... I've never seen a school bungle this this bad. I talked about it a little bit last night with Allie on our show. I think... And it sounds like... Florida just bit off more than they could chew. And they don't have... It's crazy right now that... I, I don't know that Florida doesn't have the NIL funds. Like, I think somebody at Florida has the NIL funds to, to get Rashada in. The big problem is that it's a lot of money. And rich people don't typically like to just pay off other people's problems. So if you're rich, right, and you make somebody a promise, and then that you don't have the money to deliver on that, is your rich buddy just going to say like, oh, yeah, here's X million dollars just to clean up your problem? I don't think so. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that with like my poor people money, let alone rich people money. Their NIL doesn't seem to be structured very well. I know the people that run their NIL. And I'll say this, I think they're good people. I think they got into this with the best of intentions and they did it to try and help their university. But it's not run very well right now. You've heard reports, you've heard reports from way back on their collective being disorganized, on things not working well. Different attorneys all over the country have talked about that. And now look where we're at. Their prized recruit, their best recruit in their class, holding out. Today was the last day of drop ad. It sounds like you could probably get him in Monday if you really had to. It sounds like there's things that they could do to, to work around the system. But it, I mean, time is running out. And what it looks like to me and what I've been told 
is that that relationship is probably already soured too much. Like, I don't know that that relationship can be salvaged. I don't know that they can get back in on that. I think it it's bad for Florida either way. It's not a good thing that all the... If they overpay for him now... See, the numbers that are being reported, I don't know if they're true or not, but the numbers that are being reported are absolutely not worth what the kid, you know, the, I'm not trying to disparage the kid, but he's just not worth the numbers that are being reported. And so if Florida has to overpay there and give more than what is really worth, I don't know. I mean, is that that's not good for them. And if they lose him, it's not good for him. Florida's got a black eye from this, and this is not a good thing. They have a five-star quarterback committed in the 24 class. How do you think he's watching all of this? What do you think he th- What do you think DJ Lagway thinks about all this? You think he's concerned about his NIL when he gets to Florida? You think he's worried about what may or may not happen if he's going to get a check? I don't think that's... I don't think that's good. I don't think it was a good investment anyway. So I think Florida's kind of between a rock and a hard place here. I think they'd like to keep him. I mean, if they don't keep him, they got Graham Mertz this weekend, or I'm sorry, this upcoming year. But I, they don't have a quarterback going into year three. Um, Billy C, and I, their schedule is not easy this year. I don't care what any of them tell you. Their schedule's tough. They got to go on the road and play Utah. They're, they're going to lose to LSU, Tennessee, Florida State, and Georgia. That's four losses right there. Maybe they upset one of those teams, not Georgia. There's three losses, at best, three losses. They got to play Kentucky. On the road with Leary now at quarterback. They got to go out to Utah. Maybe a Thursday night. That's embarrassing. Um, play Levis. Who's back? Not Levis. Who's back? Sorry. Cam Rising is back at quarterback there. I think it's tough. They got to they, they gotta play Arkansas. I think Pittman will have something ready for them. They're going to go to Missouri. They couldn't beat Vandy this year. No, I do think they beat Vandy next year. But I think their schedule is very tough. And I think it's tougher than it was this year. They're going to go to LSU. I think we're going to beat the heck out of them. I don't think they get off like they did last year. Offensive line's not as good. Quarterback's not as good. I think, uh, yeah, I think they're in trouble. All right. Yeah, all right, last point on this. I don't know there is going to be a scapegoat, Tom. Okay, so somebody has imagine being the only Florida team in the SEC, the only team in Florida from the SEC and struggling this much. Yeah, I mean, they they consistently do less with more. Florida had the 12th or, I think it was 13th or 14th ranked team as far as talent goes last year. Like if you look at the 247 ratings, look at the amount of talent on the roster, they were like 13-14. They won six games. That's terrible. <laughs> That's really bad. Who's the scapegoat? This is a good question. Who's the scapegoat? Is it Billy, the collector, or the kid? All right, so this, I don't think this is Billy Napier's fault. 
I, I'll say that. I do not think that this is Billy Napier's fault at all. I don't think that he has done anything wrong here. That he's screwed anything up. Uh, I don't think that it's Napier's fault. I do think a lot of this falls on the collective. I don't think it's the kid's fault. I don't know if you guys watch Josh Pate, but I don't think it's his fault. I think the kid is wanting the money that he was promised. I think it's on the I think it's on their NIL. I don't know if it's on the collective. I don't know if it's on the donors that maybe pledged money but then didn't pay it up. I, I but it's on the NIL. Like this isn't Napier's fault. Napier recruited the kid. Napier got the kid to commit. The NIL is supposed to take over and and pay what they're supposed to pay. The only way that this is the kid's fault or the family's fault or the camp's fault is if they're all of a sudden then up in the price, asking for more trying to get more out of the NIL than they were, right? Oh, we said 10, but we want 13 or we're not. That's not what we're hearing. That's not what anybody's saying. Pate's not saying that. The Gator insiders aren't saying that. This is on the collective or the NIL. Like again, if the collective did their job and got raised the money on pledges, but then the pledges didn't come through, it's hard for me to blame the collective there. But yeah, this isn't on the kid. This isn't on Napier. All right, what else? What else did we say we talk about a little bit? A DB coach, Pat Sertain, we put out a video um, yesterday, or not yesterday, a couple of days ago. We put out a video on Pat Sertain. I want to know what you guys' thoughts are on that. Leave me a comment right now. Let me know what your thoughts are on Pat Sertain. I love the hire. Some people loved it. Some people thought it wasn't the best hire. I I don't know. It's tough for me to say what is a best hire available, what's not. I don't know who else Mike Norvell was considering. I don't know who else was really available. I mean, you want to go steal Alabama's defensive backs coach. I mean, like, let's be realistic. Like, who's truly like a best hire available? I don't know. I think you hit on a lot of things here. You hit on an 11-year NFL vet. You hit on a guy that is an absolute technician when it comes to developing. I think that that's I think it's remarkable what you're going to see. And Florida State's roster has not been devoid of talent in the DB room. There has been a good amount of talent. The big problem that I've seen, the big problem we've all seen, we've just not developed it. We've not seen guys take that next step. Akeem Dent was a five-star. We've got talent in here. And it's not the talent of Derwin and Jalen and all that. I get that. But there's talent here. It's just not being developed the way it needs to be. He's got great connections in South Florida. Jody brings up a great point. Great connections in South Florida. Couple of state championships. He's put guys into not only Division I football, but the NFL. The son, namely. You're not a high school coach that wins state championships and puts guys into the league and you're not developing guys. Development, to me, I think recruiting is recruiting the lifeblood of any organization. I understand that. Developing guys and getting them to play their full potential, being in good conjunction coordination with the defensive coordinator, the offensive, uh, and, and I'm sorry, the head coach, 
being on the same page as the defensive line coaches and the linebackers coaches and everything running as one unit is huge for defensive backs. Florida State getting better up front and their linebacking core is also going to help that. But recruiting is big. But if Florida State's winning 10, 11, 9, 10, 11 games a year, recruiting will take care of itself. Like there is no, and then if you're obviously winning more than that, it's just going to get better. But Florida State recruits itself. There's no doubt about it. Look at the teams that win games. Look at the teams that recruit well. They're the same teams every year. You win more, you get more guys. You have an investment on the NIL level. You're going to get it. What was the question that I may have missed here, uh, Harlan? Oh, okay. Name the only left-handed quarterback since 2000, not naming uh, Hornybrook. Only left-handed quarterback since 2000. Only left-handed quarterback since 2000. Only left-handed quarterback since 2000. Was, uh, was McPherson left-handed? Adrian McPherson. We got games going on in the chat now. Look how you guys are doing me. Uh, now, he was right-handed. Only left-handed. Or maybe Golson? Was Golson left-handed? No, Golson was right-handed too. I don't know. I don't have a... I don't have a was Gol Everett Golson left-handed? Trying to think about that pitch to, uh, to Dalvin there. Now he was right-handed too. Was it Bailey Hockman? That it? Harlan, I'm about to split the two dollars with you if that's the case. But I don't know why we're doing this left-handed quarterback thing. Everybody just left the chat. All right, what were we talking about? Bailey Hockman, is that it? Anyway, I don't this is too much, bro. What's <laughs> this left-handed question thing? Um, I love the hire. I love the hire. Um, I think it's phenomenal for FSU. I think Florida State, I think he will recruit really well. I don't worry about that at all. I think the South Florida connections, I think the fact that he's an NFL all-pro and pro bowler, uh, people's, oh, he's not a proven recruiter. Okay, great. Let's roll. Let's see what it looks like. I think he's going to be phenomenal. The Dexter Jackson, uh, the, Dexter Jackson, speaking of another all-pro, the Daryl Jackson thing seems to be, now Everett was right-handed. I just looked at a picture of him throwing the ball. He's definitely right-handed. Um, the Daryl Jackson thing being over is nice. It was nice to stuff Miami back into a locker there. We talked about Everett was left-handed. Well, these pictures on Google are wrong then. Left-handed. Let's see. No, I don't think so, bro. He's got the ball in his right hand on all these pictures. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, no, maybe he is left-handed. Oh, yeah, it was Golson. Yeah, you're right. All right, Mark, you win. All right, send that $2 in because I guessed that early. You're right, man. Why are we doing this? This is the dumbest segment we ever had. All right. Jackson's in. Good to go there. think the waiver looks good. Um, I think the Gilbert Edmond pickup 
is probably one of the it's underrated for sure. How's on three rank Gilbert Edmond? On three top transfers. Uh, let's look at that. Gilbert Edmond is a scary good pickup for the Knolls. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why after I give a little bit of love. I can't believe I'm doing this this late in the show. Everybody left the chat to find out who was left-handed. <laughs> hey, $2 for Michael Davis. Let's Touchdown, go. Touchdown, Florida State. Touchdown, F. I love it. Shout out Michael Davis. Thanks, man. Um, we don't get very many super chats. Hey, Harlan, on that brand thing, can you change the primary color on that to be the uh, FSU Hex? Uh, FSU Hex. Darn it. I can do it real quick, too. Um, Guardiangold.com. Use code NOSLAW. N-O-S-L-A-W. Get 15% off your order. Make sure you're shopping at GardenGold.com. Again, Noslaw, N-O-S-L-A-W. You guys are FSU fans. You're shopping at Garden Gold. You're there anyway. You're buying FSU gear. Uh, it's, uh, use Noslaw at checkout. GardenGold.com. Save some money. Support my folks over there. All right. Man, we still got like chats going on. I, get out of here with all this stuff. <laughs> Greg Carr was six six, so I would think it's him or Kelvin Benjamin. But I'm not. I'm not playing this game. We can let Harlan play this game if, if he wants to. Yeah, Kelvin was six five, so I'd I'd guess Greg Carr if I had to if I had to put a guess down on, on tallest wide receiver there, not naming Wilson. Okay. Um. Here's why Edmund's such a big pickup. And I appreciate Garden and Golo. We'll shout out Graham Co here in just a minute. Edmund is a really good player coming from an SEC school. He is rated as a top. Let's see here. Let's find him. Rated as one of the better transfers to come out of the SEC. I think that he is going to provide so much off that other edge from where Verse potentially is, from where Peyton is, from where you see McClendon. And I think, you know, everybody wants to talk about what's sustainable. This is sustainable. This is not. I don't listen to people that talk about what's sustainable who can't keep their own programs in order. But I do know this. Edmund could be that guy in 2024. Like, we got lucky that Verse came back this year. Verse ain't coming back the year after, guys. We, we all are aware of that. I think Gilbert Edmund and Pat Payton in 2024 are going to be the best two defensive ends, like the best defensive end combo in the country. We might have one of the better defensive end units in the country already. Uh, you know, Georgia's obviously very good. Um, but Edmund and Payton... In 24 is massive. And Edmund could have... I said this in the video when I put this out. Edmund could have gone to LSU or Florida, the two schools that he we were probably competing with for him, and he could have been the guy. Like, he could have gone there and been the star. He could have been their Jared Verse. And he chose to come here. And I think that is massive for FSU. 
I think that says so much about what guys coming in want and what they want to be a part of. I was told, you, you go back a couple of weeks, you go back to Cyprus. I was told the Cyprus could have gone other places and had really competitive offers other places. But he wanted to be part of a potential championship type team. He wanted to go somewhere and win. He wanted to go somewhere and be holding up some kind of trophy at the end of the year. Now, I'm not saying that's going to be the national championship. I do think there's a good chance it's the ACC. I do think there's a good chance that you could be in a New Year's Six Bowl. I do think there's a chance you could get into the playoff. But I think that that's what's making the difference right now. As guys know, first of all, we're competitive with the battles in. And we've got excellent NIL stuff going on. Guys know what they're going to be developed here. Look at what Norvell's done in the portal with guys like Jermaine Johnson, Kier Thomas, Dylan Gibbons, Johnny Wilson, Trey Benson, Jordan Travis. The list goes on and on and on and on. Jared Verse. They know that development. And when you put, all, when you put those two together, hey, they're going to pay me through NIL. They're going to develop the crap out of me. And then number three, I'm going to go there and win a lot more than I lose. Man, I, is there a better sales pitch? Yeah, I mean, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, yeah, your absolute elite powers right now. Yeah, all of that. Yeah, those. But outside of those, things are nuts right now for Florida State. Why wouldn't you want to transfer here? Tate Rotemiker signed with the battles in. Yeah, that was a question in the chat. Um, Florida State, all three quarterbacks right now on the roster. They haven't announced Brock Glenn, but all three quarterbacks on the roster outside of Glenn um, sign with the battles in. It's pretty special. Look what other quarterbacks have got going on in other situations and other places. That's big. I think this team, let me say this. Obviously, Jordan Travis is one of the best quarterbacks in college football right now, and he will be next year too. Um... That's funny, Tom. I'll say that in a minute. Um, but I think Tate, as much hate as he's gotten, as much, I think he's a very solid, solid and serviceable backup. I think the talent level on this team is such that I would have us at eight and four with Tate Rotomaker. Maybe better. Maybe nine and three. I think the team's that good. I think if Jordan was to get banged up, like you saw against Louisville, there's a miss a game here or there. Now, if that game was Clemson, probably going to be pretty tough. Jordan was to miss a game, get banged up, something was to happen. I like our, I like Tate a lot. Another year in the system, another year buying in. I love his mind. I love his mindset too. I love his mentality. Tate could have gone somewhere else, lower level, and started. I'm just telling you, he could have. I, you know, I don't think he's going to Power Five and starting, but I think he could have gone somewhere and started. I think he could have gone to BC and started. I think he could have gone to Syracuse and started. I think he could have certainly gone to like an AAC or something. I think getting Tate to come back. I think he could have gone to Gainesville and competed for that job. Graham Mertz is not good. I think that having a guy like Tate who is bought in, stayed with it, stayed with the program. Tate was behind Chubba, remember? Tate stayed around. I think that says a lot about this program, this culture. Says a lot about the battle's end. Shout out to those folks, Ingram and the, the gang. I think it's big. Go ahead. Touchdown, Florida State! Touchdown, FSU! 
We're talking about Singletary. We've talked about him a little bit, but I'll give a quick recap. There's some sources going on in the chat that say um, that his girlfriend transferred to FAMU. If that's the case, I mean, Florida State's certainly getting in there, right? Like, that's a good sell. That's a good pitch. We've got some positions open at safety. We, we could certainly use you. Coming off of a national championship, kid's a beast. He's young. He's raw. He needs to be developed. Who better to learn from than the DB coach we just brought in who's currently in the playoffs with the Dolphins? I, I, I think they've reached out. I don't know if there's been any traction there. Florida State, and the only reason I tell you I think they reached out, and thank you, William, for um, Twitter says he followed Sertain on Instagram. Gotta like that. That's a recent follow, right? That's not like an old follow. Yeah, I, I think that I'd be pretty confident that Florida State reaches out because I think they reach out to everybody. Florida State, you, you hear it all the time, Florida State reaches out faster than anyone. Um, they get in on these recruitments faster than anybody can. And so, yeah, I think he probably has been um, contacted We'll see if that goes anywhere. The semester is our, like, I don't think you're getting anybody else in here. Probably getting in people just, I don't know. You could probably make it work. Like, if he wanted to get in right now, like, they could probably make it work. But probably coming in a little bit later. We'll see. I like it. Thank you for the super chat, though. We we don't get a ton of uh, super chats. You guys are always welcome to do that. We also, I'll say this, and then we'll answer. We'll stay on here for about 20 more minutes, and we'll get out of here. Uh, we also have a Discord that we use quite often. Um, you sign up through Patreon. It's patreon.com slash DFNS. Patreon.com slash DFNS. We put a lot of, uh, we've, we've updated a ton on the Rashada info. Um, thankfully, knock on wood, we were right on a lot of that. And I didn't have people paying me for bad info. Um, so fortunately, we had some good info there. And we try to drop some recruiting nuggets here and there on that. I think it's like $3 a month. So actually, I don't think it's $3 a month. If you want to go sign up, you're welcome to. But if you don't want to, that's fine too. Gramco.com, thegramco.com. If you haven't tried their products, you haven't tried the Delta 8, the good stuff that they've got going on over there, go to thegramco.com. They've got a Super Bowl pack that's coming out soon that you guys are going to love. Be great for your parties. If you haven't tried, if you, if you don't want to invest in the whole Super Bowl pack before it comes out, Get your order in today. Go to thegramco.com. Use TJ25 for 25% off Delta A gummies, whether you're looking for, um, they got blue raspberry, they got watermelon, they got a green apple, bunch of different really, really good stuff. If you've not tried Gramco, you should. They're excellent products. They're excellent people. I was actually on the phone with some of those folks this morning. They're really great. Give them a try. They've got vapes, pre-rolls, flour, edibles, gummies, whatever you... They've got a quick mix that you can make some adult brownies with. You know, some people who don't know what adult, adult brownies are out there, but they're excellent. So go get you some Gramco, thegramco.com, TJ25 at checkout. Okay, let's see here. Harlan's giving me a cutoff of 11.58. So get your questions and your uh, super chats in by 11.58 so we can get them answered. What else did we say we would talk about today, Harlan? We've got a lot of stuff going on. Um... Do, 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 do. Recapping everything that's gone on with FSU. Blackman declared for the draft. Yeah, I wish the best of luck, but I think that's going to be tough. If the Gators get their NIL together, will it make us the biggest underdogs in the state as far as NIL, and does it matter? No, it will not. Florida State has great NIL resources. And in speaking with uh, some people close to and connected with the Battle's End, 
and that are familiar and understanding of what's going on there, Florida State is not falling behind in NIL. And they're not as loud. Let me be careful. Let me think about the way I want to say this so I don't get in trouble. They're not as loud and they're not as boisterous as some folks down in South Florida that are connected with NIL, but they're not scared of those battles at all. Just for what it's worth. I mean, Florida State has everything they need to be competitive and be a really, really good NIL situation. Florida is not, even if Florida gets it figured out, they're not going to be in better NIL shape than Florida State. I'll just tell you that. They would have to go a long way to, to pass Florida State. There's an unwillingness. I, uh, we can talk about Florida for just a minute. There's an unwillingness to, sp- yeah, Harlan just said 160 people in here and only 40 likes. Hit that like button for us, guys. Do, do us that favor. If you didn't buy Gramco or Garnet Gold or sign up for Patreon or anything else like that, at least hit that thumbs up if you're in here watching. Um, Florida has an unwillingness to spend. Josh Pate covered this a little bit last night if you go watch his video. But what I'm being told behind the scenes at UF is their their boosters just aren't bought in. They don't want to spend money. They don't want to pay for players. They don't want to spend extra money on this. They think that their checks to the boosters, that's good enough. And that's fine. It's their money. They can do whatever they want. But I think that that's a little short-sighted if you want to be a premier program. So I'm not worried about Florida. They'd have to come a long way to even catch us, let alone pass us. Uh, the other side of things, Miami. Miami tried to get four players from Florida State. Daryl Jackson, Daniel Lyons, Pat Payton, and Joshua Farmer. And Florida State shut them down and they went 0 for 4. Miami offered them boatloads of money. I was told stupid money was the quote that was told to me. And none of them took it. Not every kid out there is willing to sell out for the highest check. So no, I'm not worried about FSU's NIL efforts whatsoever. They're going to be extremely competitive. If they continue to put a good product on the field and win games, they're going to be just fine. I'm not worried about anything. Anthony, that's a great question. I'm so glad you asked that so that I could kind of go on that little rant and talk about it. How will Dabo and Clemson take it if we beat them twice next season? Uh, yeah, something that, that's never been done, right? You've never gotten a chance to do that. Um, that'd be amazing. I think that that would be, uh, yeah, I don't know. I If you offered me, though, right now a split, just let me win in Charlotte. Let's make it to Charlotte. Let's split. Let's win that one. We can lose in Clemson. I want to beat Clemson in Clemson. Don't get me wrong. But I'll take that loss and you give me the win in Charlotte. Um, good question here on Dabo going outside the call for his new OC. Yeah, I think that's a good hire. I think he needed to make that hire because we're coming for that tail this year. Pause. I think that's certainly a hire he needed to make. Although, okay, did, did Streeter get a little bit scapegoated here? Because Streeter wasn't the one that kept Cade on the bench all year and kept DJ in the starting spot. I think that he upgraded, but I don't know if Streeter was so much the problem. Do we have a date for the spring game? So talked about this a little bit on Twitter. Florida State hasn't had a spring game coincide with a baseball series for quite a while. My guess is that Florida State's spring game is going to be April, the weekend of April 16th because 
there is no home baseball game that weekend. There is a baseball game uh, series the week before and the week after. I'd love to be wrong on this because I'd love to be able to go to a baseball series and go to the spring game in the same weekend. Been a long time since we were able to do that. I'm hoping to be wrong there, but if FSU keeps up with tradition, I think the spring game is going to be April 16th. I hope that you guys save that clip and old takes me, expose me when it comes out to be another weekend because I want to be wrong there. I promise you. It's not about me being right on this one. I'm just telling you what I think it's going to be. I hope I'm wrong there. ESPN, this is a great question. K. Scott, also Jasper, thank you for the love. I think uh, I appreciate the... Uh, Appreciate the love. We, we've, we've tried to do a good job with this channel and hopefully you guys are enjoying it. If you're watching right now and you're not subscribed, that's the biggest thing I'd ask. Just hit that subscribe button and then watch our videos when they come out. That's really the only thing I need. I'd love if you shop at Garden Gold. I'd love if you shop at Gramco. I'd love if you sign up for Patreon. I'd love if you do a $2 super chat or you do a, again, Patreon's like three bucks. So you guys should really all go do that so you can get the inside info before uh, it comes out on the timeline and stuff. But if you don't want to do any of that, at least just hit that like and that subscribe. All right, this is a great question. ESPN ranked us number four for 2023. Are we happy being at the top or do we wish we could have ridden the underdogs a little bit longer? I don't know. I'm very split here. I think that's a phenomenal question. I love that you just asked that. Here's the, here's the negative side to me. It is harder to coach from the front. It is, it's going to be a tough job for Mike Norvell this year to get his players to not read their own press clippings, to not think that they've arrived, to get up for every single game. It's easy to get up as the underdog. It's easy when there are no expectations. It's easy when you're not worried about, oh man, we can't fall off here. You go in, you went into the Clemson game last year, no pressure. No pressure on Florida State in the Clemson game at all. You were already out of the ACC because you'd lost the two weeks before. You were an underdog at home. Clemson was supposed to beat you. If you lose that game, you're upset because you don't want to lose, but no big deal. No pressure at all. There's going to be pressure this year. And I know it's on the road. and Clemson might be a slight favorite, but I, there's pressure. And there's going to be pressure every single week to retain the rank. Florida State, how many games did Florida State play as a ranked team this year? Well, Wake Forest was one. I think they were ranked, again, after Miami. And so then you had three more ranked games for the rest of the year. You're going to play 12 ranked games next year. Unless things go way off the rails. There's going to be pressure every week. You're going to be favored against LSU this time. You're not the underdog. You don't get to play up and hype up the, it's us against the world mentality. So that's the negative side. How does Mike Norvell coach? Because for the first three years, Mike Norvell's been an underdog. And he's done a great job coaching there. What's tough is how does he coach as a favorite? Here's the pro. Here's the plus side of being ranked high to start the year. First of all, you control your own destiny. Anything you want, anything you want to get to, you control. Florida State starts in the top four, you win out, you're in. Now, if Florida State stops, starts in the top 20, they win out and they're in. But you control your own destiny. Number two, it's great for recruiting. I think it's phenomenal for recruiting. Hey guys, 2024 class, 2025 class, we've been telling you guys since you were freshmen and sophomores in high school, this is where we're building to. And look at it. Three years in, we did it. We got to what we wanted. We wanted the national recognition. We wanted people to think we were a top five program in the country. And boom, they did it. We're there. Not that we've arrived. Not that Florida State's back. You need to win. You need to back it up on the field. But I think it's great for recruiting. Hey guys, 
Remember how we told you we were building towards something? Well, everybody else is starting to see it too. Do you want to come be part of it? Do you want to come be part of what's going on here? It's great for recruiting. Number three, it's great for the team. You think it's discouraging for guys? You think it was discouraging for the guys when they got ranked against Wake Forest and then lost three straight games and weren't ranked anymore? As, as exciting as it is to be back in the polls and ranked, it shows the team that same proof of concept. It shows the team. Listen, guys, we told you since we recruited you, we told you the first two years when things were not good, when we won three and five, we told you this day was coming and it's here. Now it's time for you guys to go out and capitalize on it. And number four, I think it's great for the boosters and it's great for NIL. There is so much excitement around what Florida State is doing, around what's going on in Tallahassee, that season tickets are going, the boosters are getting new signups, and people are completely and utterly supportive of FSU's NIL efforts. Battles End isn't even asking for money right now, and people are begging for a way to give to Battles End. So it's good for a lot of things. I would love to still be the underdog in some situations, but I think there's pros and cons to it. And I think that as many cons as you can come up with, you can come up with that many pros for it as well. That was a great question. Kay Escato, thank you so much for that. I think that was a great, great question. Let me go on a little bit of a rant there. Oh, man. Do, 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 do. Let's go through some. Super, yeah, first game is going to be super vital. A decisive victory there, and we are in terrific shape. Lose or struggle. Could have a rough time overall. I don't know. I, yeah, so I don't think you want to struggle in that game, but if you were to lose a close game to LSU, you've got a lot of time to rebound. You obviously just need LSU to do really well going forward. It'd be great if LSU could go on and win the SEC after we win or lose against them. But I think this team has done a good job of this. I think this team has done a very good job of bouncing back when things don't go their way. And they've done it for three years now. Florida State comes out and they lose uh, to Wake Forest. I thought they bounced back really well in that first half against NC State. And they let that game get away from them, but they didn't. That wasn't a situation where one loss turned into another. I see that, Harlan. I'll get to it in just a minute. That wasn't a situation where one loss turned into another. Like Florida State bounced back from that Wake Forest game. And their mistakes in the second half are why they lost that NC State game, but they bounced back there. And they lose to Clemson. What did they do after that? They bounced back and responded very, very well by winning their last six games. They lost to, or they were down against Florida State and down against Oklahoma, and they bounced back again. I think they do a great job of that. And I think they did a good job of that in 2021, bouncing back from a bad start. So even if they were to lose that LSU game, which I don't think they do, I think they win that game. I'm not so worried about that. Go ahead, Arlen. Fire up the war chance and plant the spear. Nose win, nose win. Yeah, I might do a video on this. Jasper, thank you very much for the super chat. Makes these fun. We also love playing Jeff Colhane's voice there, my guy. We got another one coming out with Jameis. We'll do, uh, we'll have that ready by Sunday show. We'll be live Sunday at 5 p.m. I know the playoffs are on there, but you guys will be fine. Turn us on on your phone while you're watching the playoffs. Um, we'll do one with, we'll, we'll have some Jameis's voice there. So anybody that does a super chat on Sunday, we'll get Jameis back in the mix. Um, what do you think about Kirby having us ranked 18th? Okay. So I'm going to give you guys the conspiracy theory first, and then I'm going to tell you what I think actually happened. Conspiracy theory is he's scared out of his mind because he knows what's coming. Two four sevens told you guys, you guys have seen it. The team that can compete with Georgia next year is going to be Florida State. That's not me. That's on 247. That's on ESPN. That's on those guys. 
Those guys that get paid a lot more than I do to do this. I think he knows and is trying to keep us down. I think he doesn't respect what's going on. I think that is a subtle shot. And I think he's bringing it. So that's the conspiracy side. The real side is that I don't think these coaches actually fill out their coaches' uh, polls. I think like a GA or something does it for them. And I think they just made a mistake. I think they just messed up. <laughs> like I don't think it was that bad by Kirby. But there's the chance that the conspiracy side is right. And I don't know. I think you need to have a little bit better sense. Like, come on, 18th there? That's ridiculous. That's crazy. Uh, thank you for the super chat. Appreciate you guys for the love today. But yeah, that, that 18th is low. It's ridiculous. Okay, so here's a question. Realistically, we can go undefeated, but I would love a New Year's Six Bowl appearance. By the way, I love the channel. Continue with the fire. Appreciate that. Tempo. Um, yeah, traditionally, we're not ranked this high. The last time we were ranked this high, obviously, was number three when we started 2017. But even 2012... I'm sorry, 2013, I think we started the year ranked at 12. And so even then, you weren't really expecting it. I think people know how good Florida State's going to be. I think they're very understanding of how good FSU is going to be. Will FSU capitalize? Here's the big thing. Florida State, if you look at their schedule, there are no games on the schedule that I would say like, oh man, I just don't know about that. Even this year, you looked at the Clemson game, you looked at the NC State game, you're like, eh, I don't know about that. This year's schedule, I just don't think is the same. I think you should go and beat LSU. Now, you could lose to LSU, and I think that's fine. You, you lose to LSU, you get them once, they get you once. They're going to bring a lot of talent back. I think it's going to be another good game. And I think, you know, best team wins there. You're going to beat Southern Miss. You're going to beat North Alabama. Not worried about that. I think you're going to beat Florida. Not worried about that at all. I think you're going to beat Boston College. Not worried about that at all. You're going to beat Miami when they come to Doak. Not worried about that at all. Syracuse comes home. You're, nah, we're beating Syracuse. At Wake Forest, I think we get a little bit of payback there. Hartman's gone. I'm not worried about that game at all. Duke. I know Duke had a good year. That game's in Doak. We're not losing that game. Uh, and Virginia Tech. Duke didn't have a good win on the schedule all year. Like I, they, they, beat a lot. they had a very easy schedule this year. Not to take away from what they've done. I think it's still a good turnaround. We're not losing to Duke. Virginia Tech. Terrible. Worst team in the ACC. We're beating them at Doak. That leaves two games, at Pitt and at Clemson. I think worst case, your toughest three games are at Pitt, at Clemson, and against LSU. I think worst case, you go one and two in those games. And that's a 10-win season. And if you do that, you're also most likely in the ACC championship if that loss comes to LSU. Because you only have one ACC loss. 10 and 2. If I offered you 10 and 2 right now, getting back into the ACC championship with a chance to go then 11 and 2 as AC champs, ACC champ, I might take it. I really want to go 11 and 1. I'd love to go 12 and 0, but I might take it. 10 and 2. Think about that. What if you're 10 and 2 and your losses are to LSU to open the year. LSU's going to finish as a good team. And Clemson, but you avenge that loss by beating Clemson and Charlotte. You get them in the rematch. You might be you might be finishing that top five or six. I don't know if you get in the playoff there. I think you're pretty close. 12-0 and 0 or bust. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I looked up. I saw 12th in one poll. I saw 11th in another. I saw 13th in the third one. So, double boy, I, I see that. Um... 
We'll see. I think that Florida State, I think people know how good they're going to be. I think people are excited about how good they're going to be. Here, I'll put this in here, you guys. We have, and there's there's one of these that's, uh, there's a, we'll put this in. You guys can check it out. Patreon.com slash DFNS. It's $3 to join. You get into the Discord where we're talking about, we're talking about the Rashada stuff right now. We're talking about um, the different guys that are going to be on campus this weekend. Go check it out. Come hang out with us off the channel as well. But appreciate you guys a ton for hanging out. We're going to run. Shout out Gramco. Shout out Garnet and Gold. Appreciate the sponsors. Appreciate the support. Thank you guys for the super chats. Sunday at 5. Sunday at 5 p.m. We'll be back. We'll be talking to FSU. We'll recap Junior Day. Thank you guys for hanging out. Talk to you guys soon. Go Noles.